You see, lifestyle medicine for prostate cancer is real medicine. It's not window dressing. It's real medicine. And a recent study just showed that it can reduce the risk of prostate cancer by 45%. Today, we'll talk about lifestyle medicine for prostate cancer. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, where it is my intention to help you with tools and information on how you can improve your urological health and live better with age. Today, we're going to talk about lifestyle and prostate cancer. Lifestyle and prostate cancer. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, is it could be, you know, a whole year's worth of episodes for this type of conversation. But Here's what's interesting. A recent study in a major European journal of urology confirmed the following. People who are, have a predisposition to prostate cancer, so these are men, with a prostate cancer predisposition genetically, but who also follow a good and healthy lifestyle, and we're going to dig deep into that a little bit in terms of what that means have a 45% reduction in developing aggressive prostate cancer or the type that can actually kill you. 45, uh, I need to, 45% reduction in prostate cancer. Now, if you and I team up and partner and say, look, we have this great drug that we can patent it and once it's out there, it will reduce the risk of prostate cancer by 45%. We would be trillionaires. But meanwhile, healthy lifestyle, again, we'll, we'll get into that, in this journal showed a 45% in people, by the way, not just in the general population. This is in people who have a genetic predisposition to getting aggressive prostate cancer. So let's unpack that a little bit. Because this is a reflection also what I see clinically. This is the 72-year-old guy that's been my patient for 10 years, as an example. And he was diagnosed with prostate cancer at the age of 62 and has been very focused and dedicated to the lifestyle and natural protocols that I've prescribed for him. And he's had several numerous biopsies after his first one, and they have been negative, for example, for prostate cancer. That's an interesting finding. To me, it's not just a method or a situation where, oh, my PSA is down and I'm happy, or this secondary and tertiary biopsy that now is negative. It, to me, is what's interesting and the type of feedback that I get that tickles my heart, honestly, is I'm in better shape than when I turned 60. I am stronger. I am fitter. I am more energetic than when I turn 50, uh, 60, sometimes even 50. These lifestyle approaches work at a cellular level. It changes the microenvironment. It creates a microenvironment in the body that's hostile to cancer cells. That is the goal. So when a oncologist or urologist asks me, hey, man, I saw your patient. He's doing great. And how do you treat prostate cancer with natural methods and lifestyle? I said, well, I, I don't know how that I'm treating prostate cancer, but I am treating the individual. 
I am treating the biological soil. I'm treating the terrain. And if you treat the terrain, there's less likelihood of progression of prostate cancer and even development, perhaps. So it's about treating the terrain, treating the microenvironment to cancer. That's what this is about. So this amazing and elegant study showed that indeed lifestyle medicine is real medicine and it can reduce the risk of prostate cancer in men who are already genetically predisposed. This is, you have not even heard of this, right? Did you hear it in the news last night about this study? Did you hear it in the radio station about this study? (laughs) This should make headlines. Right. But no, that's not that's not what's happening. So you're going to hear it here and we're going to dive deep. And if you really are interested in getting detailed information about everything related to lifestyle and natural things to do for prostate, you should be already a member of the drgeo.com community and sign up to that newsletter because I give it all there. <laughs> and it's really only those members get the extra goods. Let's just put it that way. They get the extra goods. So drgeo.com, sign up, and you'll get my newsletters. All right. What kind of lifestyle are we talking about here? Look, with regards to the study, they focus a lot on diet and exercise. Once in my experience and in my total research that I've done with this notion of creating a microenvironment that's hostile to cancer, you have to include good sleep and you have to include targeted and focused nutraceuticals like the ones that we talk about at xywellness.com, for example, which is focused for prostate cancer nutrition and lifestyle. Let's break this down. Exercise. Exercising physical movement. A couple of episodes back, I took a little bit of a deep dive into exercise, what it is, what you should do. You should listen to that. Exercise as it relates to prostate cancer is roughly about four to six hours a week. Many of the studies say what three hours is good enough, but it does imply that if you do a little bit more is even better. The more you do, the better you do. But they don't really separate physical activity from physical exercise. So what I would suggest is physical activity and physical exercise about four to six hours a week. This is for prostate cancer prevention and even colon management and even therapeutic aspect of exercise for prostate cancer is four to six hours a week with moderate to high intensity. Okay. High intensity, a little bit of a huff and puff, a little bit of sweat, get the heart rate up. As it relates to strength training and weight resistance, you need to challenge yourself with a little bit more weight. For example, if you're lifting 20 pounds and you do 25 repetitions and you still think you could do 25 more, that weight is too light. That's just an example. Okay. Intensity as it relates to strength training is challenging yourself with a little bit more weight that you have to push or pull. Okay. Exercise, definitely medicine, definitely important, and definitely has to be something that is done daily for prostate cancer specifically. Moving on to diet, you could break down diet in several ways, but let's just keep it simple. A plant-based diet seems to be the best diet for prostate cancer specifically. Oh, Dr. G, I heard about ketogenic diet and that's good for cancer. 
we're talking prostate cancer and prostate cancer behaves differently than other cancers like brain cancer and pancreatic cancer. So maybe ketogenic diets work well for those types of cancer, but for prostate cancer, really it's a plant-based diet that includes a lot of crucifers like broccoli, cauliflower, and these types of things. Brussels sprouts, for example. You want to include fish, primarily salmon. There seems to be protective aspects to salmon. So it doesn't have to be vegan. It could be pescatarian, if you will. Just include good quality salmon. But as importantly, I find that it's not only what you eat, but when you eat. So you want to make sure that you do some sort of fasting every day from 12 to 16 hours a day. So giving your body a break from not eating at all is anti-cancer and there's anti-cancer benefits from that. So it's what you eat, but also when you eat. So exercise, diet, how about sleep? Sleep is essential for many reasons. In fact, your metabolism revs up when you're sleeping. People are into, well, let me raise my metabolism. There's something called BMR, basal metabolic rate, and that's revved up when you're doing nothing, when you're sleeping. So your body goes to work when you sleep. So sleeping, hey, Dr. G, there's no way I could do eight hours a night. I had never done it. No problem. I'm not asking you to do eight hours a night. But what I am asking you to do is have a routine where you go to sleep around the same time and wake up around the same time. Studies show that that's probably even better than just eight hours a night. Yes, I think that if you sleep three hours a night, all bets are off because that's just not enough. Roughly about seven hours a night works very well for most people. And the quality of sleep becomes very important as well. So it's not only about quantity, it's quality as well. And that seems to have anti-cancer properties. For example, they looked at people who do night shift work and they noticed that Oftentimes, night shift workers have a higher propensity to prostate cancer and even advanced prostate cancer than those that don't do night shift work. So sleep is important. Sleep is important for your immune system to lower inflammation, which is all contributory to prostate cancer development and progression. Then the zillion dollar question is nutraceuticals. What do I do? Supplements. Oh my goodness, it's so confusing. Everything I read in the internet is, you know, this is good, this is good, this is bad. What I thought was bad is good, and what I thought is good is bad. Confusing, confusing. Well, I always try to make things simpler. And again, at XY Wellness, again, disclosure, I am the formulator and co-founder of XY Wellness, so you want to take a look there. We made things simpler. It's just things in packet that are specific to the type of prostate cancer that the person has. Now, let me be clear that I don't think nutraceuticals alone are, it's medicine for prostate cancer. I don't think that for everyone, they, some people do need medical treatment. So I know that some people, oh, no medical treatments whatsoever, no problem, I, I'm with you. But I think some people do need medical treatments. So that's a, a disclosure is, hey, I am associated with XY Wellness from a partnership perspective, but also don't think that these type of things are the only thing to do and you don't need to see a healthcare professional. I do urge you to do so. Oftentimes, one can do just a natural approach that includes diet, exercise, good sleep, and nutraceuticals, or sometimes it's integrative. You do need a treatment. Depends. Depends on the scenario and the type of situation you're in. Supplements and prostate cancer, you need to have a decent amount of curcumin, which seems to have a lot of anti-cancer properties and anti-inflammatory properties. Tons of studies on curcumin. Ginger, 
ginger and curcumin are one of my two favorite botanicals for many things, but in terms of an anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer properties. You have grapeseed extract. You have, again, all science-based, really good. You have boswellia, which is another strong anti-inflammatory. Things like milk thistle. Well, milk thistle, Dr. G, I heard that's good for the liver. Right. You need a really good, healthy liver to fight off any cancer, actually, but certainly prostate cancer. So milk thistle is good for that. You have scutellaria, andrographis, and magnolia bark. You look this up. These particular botanicals are really powerful with regards to your immune system. You see, part of what happens is that cancer cells will have a party in your body if your immune system is asleep. There's certain white blood cells that their primary job is to look for cells that are misbehaving and cancer cells are cells that are misbehaving. So they can't be asleep on the job. And in terms of how do you stimulate these white blood cells to do their job is by sleep, exercise, and certain botanicals, Yerishi mushroom, andrographis, magnolia bark, uh, something called AHCC that is derived from Japan, uh, active hexose correlated compound. That's a, um, a mushroom blend. These are amazingly important for keeping your immune system healthy. So now we have the anti-inflammatories. We have the immune system, the health of the immune system. We have proper combinations of antioxidants to protect the DNA of the cell. Because at the end of the day, what's happening is that the DNA scenario is unhealthy, to keep the terms simple, and the cells keep replicating and replicating and replicating, and that's what's cancer. That is what cancer is, is uncontrolled replication of cells. So then we need to avoid that, and, and one of the ways to do that is by taking in a fine combination, balanced antioxidants, not just one, or just vitamin C, or just what they call Alpha tocopherol from vitamin D. No, it needs to be properly combined. So do I need to be 80%? So I had a patient once who came in and he says, oh, this is too hard. There's no way I could, Dr. Gia, there's no way. Who, who do you think I am? There's no way I could do everything. I can't do this 100%. My response to him is, who, who said you need to be 100% compliant? In fact, I even encourage an off day sort of eat whatever you want and enjoy life. It's not required. It's not required. But I would say 70 to 80% compliance is required to be successful. I have noticed many patients who, you know, sort of are tapping in and not, they're not really doing much of, or they're ch sort of choosing what to do. Uh, I'll do the diet, but I won't exercise. Or I'll do the supplements because it's easy. Just open up the bottle and drink them. But I won't do the other things, and they don't do well. So if you kind of hang around 70 to 80% compliance, 20% pretty much do whatever you want in terms of diet, exercise, sleep, and nutraceuticals, you will be successful in fighting off prostate cancer. And this is for prevention, and this is for the person who's already been diagnosed. This, folks, it used to be that this kind of conversation is like window dressing. Oh, it's, it would be a good idea to eat better. No specifics. 
oh yeah, exercise is good for, I don't mean, I don't know that exercise is that important, but it's good for people. Window dressing. No, 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 no. This is medicine. It's real medicine. And you must do it daily and you really must see it that way. And you have to present it that way to your doctors. And once you do, you'll see the benefits and you will live longer and better with age, right? Which is the goal. We don't want to just not die from prostate cancer. We want to die from nothing prematurely, right? In a young age. And we want to live optimally, cognition, brain power, you know, strength, fitness for as long as possible. And you can have it all with lifestyle medicine and certainly the lifestyle medicine that I'm proposing. What are we doing here? We are translating the science and implementing it right away. It's from the lab to the bench, right away, implementation. Thank you so much for listening. If you are a prostate cancer, I I don't like the word survivor. If you are a prostate cancer thriver, I would urge you to go to drgeo.com, sign up, and also look at xywellness.com and sign up to that. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time. This is Dr. Geo signing off. For tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.